Hey, uh, good evening, you guys. This is uh, Gary Isabel from the Late Game Heroics Podcast. I wanted to record my thoughts on the entire Dion situation. Uh, Dion taking the taking the job at Colorado and even Jackson State. You know, I think this is a a monumental moment for college football. It's a it's a big moment for the HBCUs. It's a big moment for Colorado. It's a big moment for Dion. It's a big moment for football. My my thought process around it being not just you know someone who I may not have went to HBCU but very much a you know a supporter of the HBCU way and also kind of a really big fan of what he's done as a as a person from Mississippi watching him kind of transform Jackson State into this this go to place. I've been very excited watching him work and was very sad to watch him leave. Sorry, I'm a little, uh, a little under the weather. My four-year-old sick and I am, uh, two straight weekends. I'll be playing nurse, Dr. Daddy. And now, um, I'm starting to kind of catch whatever she had. I think it's the rest. It's the respiratory thing. It's not, it's not the, it's not COVID. So, uh, thank God. But uh, moving on, so I my thought process became a lot more nuanced. And let me let me first get out two obvious facts here. One, you know, Dion has every right to leave as a coach. You know, you you move up, you move up, and you move out. Is what they tell you. Um, you know, we saw this with we saw. Lincoln Riley gets smoked when he left OU to go to USC. And then we also saw, we saw Brian Kelly get smoked when he left, the way he left Notre Dame. He sent him a text message and that was it. He didn't even meet with the kids. Yeah, so he has every, he has every right to, to go and go be, go be great. You know, he built, you know, he did what he, what he felt like he did. He felt like he did and now he's moving on and I think the other fact is I think this could be a this is also you know it's a sad day for for HBCUs and I think those things aren't aren't mutually exclusive there's always a loser in this case Jackson State ends up being a loser they just don't have the money or the horses or you know I think we need to take a little bit of time and kind of rewind and kind of go back and kind of look at some things and why I think for a certain generation of people, they're never gonna be able to criticize Dion. And you know, they grew up, you know, we grew up with Neon Dion, baby, we grew up with Primetime. Like these kids, they don't know Primetime. If you're, you know, you're in your twenties, you don't know Primetime. But everybody else, you know Primetime. You know Neon Dion. But I think he's not above criticism here so let's let's talk about a few things i just wanted to run them down this is the first thing that just i can't i can't let i can't let go in any way shape or form is 
stop talking about Jackson State and these HBCUs like they're some podunk, poor, trash organizations. There's been a a undercurrent of how they talk about these schools. Like we're some, like, not weird, but, you know, like it's just some welfare school and it's, you know, it's, it's got off. Yes, they don't have the money or the resources that other people have, but there's been some of the greatest players of all time have come out of HBCUs, particularly in the state of Mississippi. So stop talking about these schools as they're kind of this this thing that should just be disregarded and they should just be happy to be here. No, they should have a they should have a pride about themselves too. They should. Hell, that's the whole that's the whole point, you know. Whether you whether whatever your school is, you should have pride about that school no matter what's going on. And the second thing is it wasn't a one-way street here. It wasn't Oh, they needed Dion. No. Dion needed them too. Despite whatever you believe, because if you follow you follow the IMG Academy and the Prime Academy stuff and the high school stuff and you know all of this, there's a sometimes unfair but a little bit of a sketchy history with Dion in these in these situations. Uh, I don't entirely fault him for what happened in the Prime Academy, but his name was on it. You know, do a little research, but you got majority. Of you guys don't do research. You gotta, you kind of react to the first level, and you don't read what's going on. No offense, not not mean to insult anybody. So when when the thing about Dion is, despite his the gold jackets, the Super Bowls, the accolades the friends in media, the friends in coaching, the friends in, you know, all of that, the respect, all the love, all of, all of it. Dion figured out something out that I hope he doesn't forget. He found out that despite all of that, they are not just going to let you in the door like they let other people. No one's gonna call Dion and be like, hey, uh, come uh come coach this organization. Come on. Like, you know, I just watched uh I'm saying this because right now I'm watching the the Cowboys just just dog walk the Colts and Jeff Saturday looks like he would rather be anywhere else but on that sideline. Dion needed Dion needed what Jackson State offered. And Jackson State offered him an opportunity. And when he showed up, he he had to come. He had to come to Jackson, Mississippi, because that's the that's the only place that he could have got the opportunity to be a head coach. Think about that. All these schools that love him, they'll have him come in and talk to the kids and you know, prime time, and you know, he's he's beloved by all the media figures, but at the end of the day, he he had to go to Jackson, Mississippi to even get the opportunity to coach because they wouldn't even let his ass in the door. That's wild. He also came with a Messiah complex. 
he also came when he things that he said as he came through and as he showed up on interviews not just on HBCU radio or on the Jackson State website but you know he showed up on like Dan Patrick and the Rich Eisen show and then he shows up you know on, on ESPN or he shows up on Fox he's talking about why aren't the HBCUs giving this why aren't the HBCUs giving that and he has used his name as credit to get the HBCU organizations in a higher place. But the plan that he had in place and the fulfillment of that said plan did not happen. That pipeline is not there. Sure, you you flip the you flip the uh you flip you know the number one that number one five star recruit from Florida State to, to Jackson State and that's great, but that kid's going. We know that kid's going to Colorado. Hell, I just watched the interview that he gave. The not the interview, but the conversation that he just had with the kids from Colorado that apparently happened before Jackson State had even played in this white championship game. And he said him and Colorado have been talking for months. This wasn't just something that just happened all of a sudden. It's plan this was a plan this was something in place but don't come through and act like you wanted you wanted to build this pipeline and elevate the HBCUs when the moment that you got a twinkling of an offer from a school you left and I granted I know Jackson State don't have the money and all the rest of that stuff but for him, he said for him, being the head coach there was not about the money. I know he said stuff about, hey, I'll entertain offers, just like every coach does. And hey, I would like to pay my assistants more. I understand that part. But you came here and you spoke all of these ideas. It's like having a new boss and a new boss coming in with all his 12-point his plan. People got to buy into this stuff. And there's people that bought into it in and around the Jackson area. There's kids that showed up, foregone bigger schools that showed up there that are going to be stuck there. Well, not necessarily stuck. This is a different era. But like now they're kind of in limbo now because that year, year and a half that they could have been at this school, they, they went to Jackson State. And how are other schools going to value a player transferring out of Jackson State and out of Dion's system that are no longer part of Dion's system? That's another question that you have to ask yourself. Yeah, uh, his son is going to be the quarterback of Colorado. I feel sorry for whoever the quarterback is in Colorado. You're not getting that job. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Uh, he's going to bring the five stars in. He's going to be the, the lead kids in from, from Jackson State. But what about the other kids that were kind of like, you know, for three and a half stars, but they have some looks from some real schools. When they go to another power five school, how are those schools going to value their experience that one year at Jackson State? Are they going to look at them like, hey, we got to rebuild. We got to we got to rebuild your format from your stuff from the ground. Are they going to treat it like that? I mean, hopefully they're not. I mean, 
prime for all its purposes have built a very good organization around you know very good coaching staff you know up there at Jackson State but what what happens next you know I think you know and I know people say oh well look what he done for look what he done for HBCUs it took him two plus years to get to the point where the HBCUs were getting elevated like that but now you know rising tide you know it's, it's almost like he was a big stone you put in the water you put in the tub it rolls everything up it's oh look what he did but he what he's doing is he's essentially taking that rock out and the levels are gonna go back down he didn't build in my opinion the infrastructure to keep the levels high you know he didn't build it you know he he said okay their 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 equipment room got a little better and they got unarmored how long is unarmored deal gonna last him being in the swack would have brought other other people it would have brought other other particularly other black coaches who were on the power five who in the power five the power five or in the nfl pipelines that won't that's not even getting a look at head coaching okay you want to get a chance to head coach there's an opportunity down here at the hbcus it might not be glitz and glamour but it's the opportunity for you to springboard yourself up the HBCUs could have become what FAU is, what Liberty is, what UCF is now. Where it's no, they're not the they're not the cream of the crop, you know, joints, but you can have a very nice coach and infrastructure and player base at these schools. But it's not gonna happen because he didn't. He's going to give and take it away. Love Dion. Love everything he's done. But we have to call the issues here. And look, Jackson State benefited for this for these last couple of years. Everybody, in, every, most, well, not everybody. If you talk to certain people, you talk to certain schools. That's all I'm going to say. If you're in HBCU or circles, you know that it ain't been all glitz and glamour since Dion been there. But also think that people like you guys, and I watched a bunch of you who don't follow and don't know the history of HBCUs, don't know who's who in the zoo, and you know, and y'all went running with that. He ain't swag. And y'all clown Eddie Robinson, Eddie Robinson Jr., Coach Robinson, and y'all y'all made fun of him, not understanding the situation, not understanding. I think he owes a he, he's owed a bit of an apology because I think he wasn't entirely wrong. He gave he gave he gave Dion all the props in the world, but he also. He also addressed the big elephant in the room. 
we'll see what happens with Jackson State in the future. I'll be very, uh, very curious. Um, I want them to hire the right, the right, the next coach needs to be a coach that needs, that wants to be there. You know, that, that has a plan for the next step. If this is, if this is supposed to be ground level, I feel like Dion said he was going to build a house and he broke bread with the shovels and he put, he put a few boards up and he built the floor and he's like, nah, uh, we moving this project up to Colorado. So we're going to take the floor. We're going to leave a few posts and, uh, we'll leave some of our crew, but we're going to take the rest of us up to Colorado. I think that's the other thing. I think him going to Colorado was a big issue. It could have been out of all the schools, out of all the schools, just like, I think people in the area aren't stupid. You know, if it's an Oregon or Washington or UCLA or USC or Auburn or Miami or, you know, UCF or (laughs) Florida State or, you know, one of those one of those schools man we understand that's the cream of the pop but for him to run at the first sniffling of like a school like Colorado you know no offense to Colorado you know you you guys you guys are gonna get the chance you guys in the Dion show you want the Dion sweepstakes but a school like Colorado, it's not going to be the same love, man. No offense. It's not going to be the same love. There was a level of forgiveness in we're not going to look at certain aspects that's going on here, Dion, at Jackson State that Colorado is going to have a microscope under everything he says, everything he does, how he handles players. These aren't just as, you know, as some people, you know, oh, these just some, these just some HBC players. No, these are kids that are, these, you start bringing these, these kids to Colorado. There's already criticism uh, from his first press conference where he's telling those kids, he told the Colorado kids, Y'all go ahead and transfer. But then the last meeting with the Jackson State kids, he said, nah, don't y'all transfer. Y'all got to finish y'all job here. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird looking at both of those things. But anyway, I'm interested to see what happens with with Prime at the at uh, Colorado. He's going to he's gonna pull a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids that's going to come from Jackson State. There's going to be a lot of kids that come from Alabama. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a great coaching staff. They're gonna make money. Uh, the contract was the contract was kind of weird. I think I looked up the contract earlier today uh, from uh, I think it was Brian Howell uh, thirty three on on Twitter said uh, his deal is five years, twenty nine million dollars, with the average of five point nine million dollars a year. He'll make 5.5 the first year with a raise of 200k every year. This is the most that Colorado has ever paid for a coach. The most they've ever, you know, 
the before that, the previous most they've ever paid a coach for a year was $3.6 million. So they're up in 2.3 to get prime. Now, if he left early, so if he left in the first year, he would owe uh, Colorado 15. $10 million if he left in the second year, $8 million in the third year, and $5 million if he leaves after that. If they fire him, they owe Sanders 75% of his remaining contract. Now, this tells me a few things. One, I think the one thing Dion was honest about is Dion has no intention of going to the pros. If he's going, when he jumps, when he leaves Colorado, whenever that is, whether he's, you know, hopefully is out of success, when he leaves Colorado, it's going to be a a bigger organization buying his contract out and eating this money. It's going to be some weird deal. Like, remember the Lincoln Riley deal when Lincoln Riley left for left OU for USC, and we saw all the breakdowns, all that. That's exactly what it's going to be. I wish Prime all the best in the, all the best in the world. I'm disappointed because I've always few sports circles that I existed in uh, as far as scouting players in in player you know like looking at player development and trying to find where talent is. I have always put my put my fist on the table about there is a gold mine of talent a HBCUs of athletes and quarterbacks and you know that they either haven't been propped there's a lot of raw talent there that it can either be just as good or if not better than some of the talent that you see at a power five school circumstances in which these kids are at these schools you know don't mean that they bad they're not as good as the other other kids Look, some kids don't come up with situations where they, or in, or in cities where they, there is an 11-11 or they don't know. Like I'm working with a kid right now and trying to get his, his, his tape out. It's proving hard. It's this is a hard game to get recruited. You gotta get started early. You gotta have people in your corner. You gotta have production. You know. But I think there's the opportunity there to have great talent come from these HBCUs. There's another Steve Air McNair out there at the HBCU. Guaranteed. There's another there's another Jerry Rice. There's another Walter Payton. You know. Just like we look at these mid-majors, you know, in the back on like, you know, right third, fourth rounds, oh man, these mid-major schools, you know, there's some talent there where we can we can work with. Same thing with these schools. I just think that he didn't finish the initial promises. He got him a few extra dollars in their pocket, but that's only a temporary thing. What he could have built is something greater. And the legacy of that, even if he left after, if he left, you know, after next year, would have been greater than any championship that you can hold and that's where my disappointment comes from I thank Coach Prime for everything I thank his staff for everything but I also think a little appreciation should come back the other way too they both needed each other I'm Gary Isabel late game heroics thank you guys for listening peace
Thank you.